Yo, today's QOD is what I want also wants me. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Mind Valley founder, Vision Lakiani on the show today. And today, Vision is talking about growth, the two ways we grow. One of those ways is through pain. Negative circumstances have to happen in our lives. There has to be some type of tragedy, something negative going on. And out of that negative circumstance, we grow. But there's another way that you can grow. You can grow by staying open to the wisdom that flows through you. You can grow through intuition. You can grow through insight. You know, this is one of the reasons why I meditate. We've got um, Jerry Seinfeld on the show tomorrow talking about meditation. But one of the reasons I meditate is that when I sit down and I meditate twice a day for 20 minutes, there is a flow of energy that runs through me. And there are learnings, there are lessons, there are insights, there are hunches, there are intuitions that bubble up in my mind, in my body when I do so. And that's the beautiful part of learning. You don't have to go through the negativity to learn. You can learn by just staying open to the wisdom within. Here's Vision. So let's come back to Michael Beckwith, because he was one of our speakers here at A-Fest. One of the biggest ideas I learned from Beckwith is this concept called Kensho versus Satori. Kensho, says Michael Beckwith, is growth through pain. Satori, says Michael Beckwith, is growth through insight. So if you accept the mental model that you are a soul having a human experience, and that, to make it fun, the soul forgets that it is truly a soul and puts you in this playground called planet Earth, then every now and then, the soul might need to autocorrect you. And it's gonna autocorrect you in one of two ways. Kensho is autocorrection through pain. You're not listening, you're stubborn. So the soul is like, okay, I'm gonna smack you at the back of your head till you wake up. That is growth through pain. But there's also growth through insight. And insight is when you are listening. Insight is when you go through introspection. Insight is when you meditate. Insight is when you learn to listen to your heart or intuition. And insight is what you call a satori moment. It's growth through awakening. So I wrote about this idea in my book because it was so insightful. And I drew this little diagram to illustrate what Michael Beckwith said. Okay, you can see Kensho moments, growth through temporary pain. They cause your life to dip. And, and the dip is painful but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And then there's growth through Satori or growth through insight. So I found this idea fascinating. The question is, how can we overcome the dips? How can we actually listen to our soul so it doesn't have to kick us on our butt and instead allow us to grow through introspection, through insight, through awakenings, through eureka moments, through aha moments. That is the question I want to talk about, because this is a much more comfortable way of growth. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. It doesn't require someone to steal from you. It doesn't require business failure. It doesn't require exact target as an email marketing software to collapse on you. And 
it, it allows you to, to grow in a more peaceful way. Now, to understand how to develop these Satori moments, I realized that one of the best ways to avoid Kensho is to understand the culture scape. The culture scape is a word I coined in my book, and it means the tangled web of beliefs, rituals, ideas that permeate the world. The culture scape is designed for human beings to make sense of a complex world. It tells us how to act, what to do, how to live our lives. It tells us what value systems to have, and it comes from fathers, mothers, teachers, preachers, organized religion, the media, politicians. The funny thing, though, about the culturescape is that while there are rules which are useful, for example, look two ways before crossing the street, or do a background check on your accountant before you hire her, <laughs> it also comes with a lot of bullshit rules, or brules, as I refer to them. Bullshit rules are rules that we adopt to simplify our understanding of the world. But these are rules which are not necessarily true. Now, the question I want to pose to you is, what if, very often, the pain that we experience is our soul telling us that we are following a bullshit rule? And that was my insight. I think, I believe, the more you separate yourself from the culturescape, now, the culturescape has its purposes, right? You don't want to walk into a conference hall naked because you're a rule breaker. You were thinking about that, weren't you? <laughs> but, but there are rules in the culturescape that make no sense. For example, I recently dropped the title CEO because I found that that was a rule. But the problem with that rule is it required me to operate in a certain way that I felt was out of alignment, and it caused a rift between me and the people I lead that I felt was out of alignment. I decided to remove CEO from my title and just be founder. So, rules often hold us back. And one of the big things I've been exploring in my life over the last one year is how many brules can I drop? How many brules no longer make sense to me? And so, you know, I changed the way we ran Mind Valley. I'm shifting the way AFAS functions. Me and Christina had a conscious uncoupling. I'm trying to live life based on my own terms rather than what society says is an acceptable way. So, in 2016, during this moment of great stress, I received an important phone call, and it was from this man, Sri Kumar Rao. He's actually going to be one of our lecturers at Mind Valley University. But what's cool about Sri Kumar is that he is an MBA professor in America. He teaches at Cornell, at Kellogg Business School, at London Business School, but he brings in wisdom from the East into his teachings. So he called me up. He's like, Vishen, I notice you've been really, really, really under a lot of stress, right? How can I serve you? And I said, and I spilled my heart out to him. I told him everything I was dealing with, and he said, wait, 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 wait. I want to read you a poem. And I'm like, Rao, I don't have time to listen to poetry. Like, I'm fucking drowning here. And he goes, just listen to this poem. Okay, now I want you to listen to this poem. The beautiful thing about poetry is that great poetry is a really unique form of art. There's the scene from Bohemian Rhapsody where somebody asks Freddie Mercury, what do the lyrics of Bohemian Rhapsody mean? And he goes, it means anything the listener wants it to mean. That is the essence of poetry. What you're about to hear is a poem by Rumi, a 13th century Afghan refugee who was fleeing the Mongol invasion. And Rumi wrote some of the most profound works of poetry in the world. This is what Rao, Srikumar Rao, read to me over the phone that day. When I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of distress and anxiety. But if I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me without any pain. From this, 
I understand that what I want also wants me, is looking for me and attracting me. There is a great secret in this for anyone who can grasp it. Let's go back to the first verse. When I run after what I think I want, what is it that you think you want? Often, these are elements of the culturescape, elements of human society that have told you, you need to do this. You need the garage with two cars, the two kids. You need the title on your business card. You need the bank account with a hundred grand in cash. But if you sit in your own place of patience, what I need flows to me and without any pain, or in other words, without the Kensho moment that is growth through pain. Now, when you can learn to get in this state, there's a great secret for anyone who can grasp it. Now, I didn't understand what the hell this poem was about because I was in a different state of mind when Sri Kumar Rao read it to me. But I want you to just reflect on that poem. So if we could just dim the lights and play some roomy reflection meditation music. I like to give our AV boys a challenge because they are so good at what they do. So I want 13th century Rumi Sufi reflection music now. <laughs> Meditate on that poem. Close your eyes. Remember, each of you might interpret this in a different way. As you do, I'm going to read it out to you one more time. When I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of distress and anxiety. If I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me and without any pain. From this I understand that what I want also wants me, is looking for me and attracting me. There is a great secret in this for anyone who can grasp it. All right, that was Vishen Lakiani. You can learn more about him at mindvalley.com. And if you want to watch today's entire talk, it's about an hour, and you can find it on the Mind Valley YouTube channel. It's called The Four Rules of Life That Change Your View of Everything. I highly recommend it. You got to watch it. I hope you do. And I hope you tune in tomorrow. We're going to be talking about Transcendental Meditation with Jerry Seinfeld. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.